Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week in a safe space for Shade. This is your dynamic duo, Joshua Monroe here. What's up, everyone? I'm Sloan King. And now that we've got that all the way, let's talk about what's got people talking this week. Um, I think the main thing I want to talk about, or at least right off the bat, I want to talk about ASAP Rocky. Let's do it. <laughs> um... I feel kind of, like, sad for ASAP Rocky. Why? Because, like, Rihanna doesn't love him. That's fine. Rihanna does not... He don't love black women. That that part. That part. Like, I don't even see how Rihanna can be with the man who said someone of her shade cannot wear red lipstick when she is the queen of black women in red lipstick. I think he is getting his just deserves. <laughs> but, like, again, once all of this is done, Rihanna's going to walk away from this situation, not publicly saying anything to anyone or acknowledging the fact that they were even together. And this dumbass Negro literally is like singing from the rooftops. I'm in love. I mean, I, I mean, it's not hard to not be in love, but like, you don't think she wow. like wants to be in love. Isn't he like, wasn't he like GQ sexiest man? Yeah. He I mean, he's jiggy. Yeah. That's his whole thing. That is his whole Remember, He doesn't, he can't relate to us because we're not on his level. He's like in Beverly Hills <laughs> and he's like yeah, in yeah. Soho and things of that nature. Just but um, back to Oakland. <laughs> but I just, yeah, no, I, I, I don't see them. I don't see this lasting very long. And once the, the dust settles, I mm-hmm. see him being like super like embarrassed because Rihanna does not publicly love anyone after Chris Brown. I think she learned yeah. her lesson. I, how many people has she been linked to? How many niggas have publicly come out and said, I love you? And she's been like, oh, thank you. I mean, Thanks. Okay, that, that whole Drake situation. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Rihanna doesn't, Rihanna's going to be photographed with you. She may even kiss you in public, but that does not mean that you will be my main nigga. That, mean, that doesn't mean I'm about to, like, go and, like, sing from the rooftops, do interviews. Like, I'm not about to feature you on my fucking IG. <laughs> like, I mean, let's get real. Like, he is making a fool of himself. Well, and... let him be no, in love. I... Like, the rest of these hoes that be in love with these niggas that ain't shit. Uh... And make a fool of himself. That's fine. Like, Paul, I, I would rather he be out here talking about, oh, I'm in love with this beautiful black woman than when he was out here talking shit about, you know, whatever the fuck he said. Or the myriad of other white women who he has fucked, like Kendall Jenner and all these other hoes that he has been seen with and hangs out with and all the stuff like that. I mean, I'm here for a black romance and I'm here for Rihanna being in love. She cut her hair off, her style is, she, uh, I mean, who would not be in love with fucking Rihanna? Uh, You mean, an idiot. I mean, she's, she's a bad boy. Like, you ain't getting no complaints from me, man. Like, that's cool. But, yeah, mm, she's about to play that nigga like a fiddle. Okay, so can we talk about this real quick? Yeah. This whole Portia Williams fiasco. (laughs) I was on the shade room, Mm, and I guess Portia low-key snitched on her friend and was like, thank you, bestie, best matchmaker ever. Ooh. And the friend was not fouling, obviously. <laughs> well, clearly yeah, not. It was not fouling. No, it was, it was Shamia. What? Yeah. So I'm like, so wow. are you friends with like everybody? Wow. Like stirring the pot? Like, wow. You, damn. If I was fouling, I would be feeling 
all kinds of ways. Again, like I've said to you, Sloan, if I have you in my house, if we socialize in any form, period, lunch, shopping, I see you on a personal level, you are not allowed to come to my home and start dating my ex when we solidify the fact that we are not going to be a couple anymore. That's trifling. Is there not enough African millionaires, princes, billionaires in fucking Atlanta that you can't go find someone else to fuck? You can't fuck a friend of his? Like, seriously? Like, really, Portia? That is... Portia is the king. I mean, y'all can't see my face, but I'm over here making a face. (laughs) Because, like, I agree with you. I think that's, that's trash. And, I mean... To be completely honest, this is why I don't have a whole lot of, like, female friends. You know what this is giving me? <laughs> this is giving me, like, Kelly Price's first single. Wasn't it her first single about, like, how her best friend like, stole her man? <laughs> like, Please you're giving me show. Kelly <laughs> Price. You went from being Portia Luther King to a Kelly Price song, like, in a matter of, hell, months. Yeah. <laughs> months yeah. and moments. Like, yeah. wow. Okay. Wow. Um, I guess, oh, since we're talking about people being canceled and doing wrong, we should talk about Chrissy Teigen and how her queer line is being ripped off the shelves everywhere. What happened? Well, she had bullied a particular person who is now, oh, she was a big cyber bitch bully. Like, exactly, miss, like, don't bully anybody, miss, speak up. Yeah, she, she cyber bullied someone and she apologized this week to them or last week to them publicly, but the fallout now is like her cookware line is being shelved at Macy's, is being shelved at Bloomingdale's. Allegedly, she had already made a deal or her and Target had already talked about them backing out of their yeah. deal or whatever. Yeah, she's losing she's losing people all over. To be perfectly honest, I used to really like Chrissy Teigen, but like, eh, it's too much. She's kind of too much now. I mean... To be, let's be honest, like her cookware line wasn't anything novel or revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like it was the same cast iron shit, but recast, right? Like, yeah, it was the I same. mean, to be perfectly honest, she is in Instagram. That has that's how she became known for me. She's a she's more of a a funny influencer or a funny commentary person because like, let's get real, like the bitch was never on a cover of a magazine. I've only known her as John Legend's wife. Thank you. Like, like thank no you. shade, but like I've only, I mean, no, it's the same. Shade, but <laughs> I mean, let's get real though. It's the same when people talk about Cassie being a model. Like I saw Cassie in Delia ads when we were in high school, and I saw her like in a couple of Target ads. Like Cassie was not like on the runways of like <laughs> of, like Milan, or, you know, like. I mean, no, and, and oh, well, actually, I mean, no she shade. Caught, she caught Diddy's eye, and that was about no it. No shade, but shade to also the dearly departed Kim Porter. Like people mm. always want to call Kim Porter a model. I mean, she had a lucrative contract with Soft and Lovely or something like that. She was featured on a box. She of, was a model. She was a model. She, if you Google her modeling career, you will see she was like a soft, like. One of those perm box, one of those perm box, you know, perm in the box. And lovely. There you have it. Thank you. Why am I saying soft and lovely? Yes. I think she was like the spokesmodel for dark and lovely. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. Damn, I always learn new things with you. And I mean, again, that is a contract. That is a modeling job. Great. But like when people throw this term model, 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 like no, like even Tyra Banks and Kamora Lee Simmons were actual 
big time models. These, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to shit on your career. I don't want to shit on your coins and I don't want to shit on your career. You obviously have moved on and done better things, but like model, I would not. Model, she not. <laughs> loose term of, loose interpretation of the term. Okay. All right. So there you have. Um, God, what else does have people? Oh, oh, this is a big one. This is a huge one, especially remember how we talked about the gays loving witches. Yes, about gays love witches. Love a good witch. Well, this week it has been inked, and we have a release date for Hocus Pocus two, starring Bette Midler, Kathleen and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. All the gay faves. Oh, so they're bringing them all back. They're bringing them all back for the second installment of Hocus Pocus. It'll be out next fall, fall 2022 on Disney Plus. Die in the first one. Yeah, but they're like witches. They're like mythical creatures. They can. They were dead to begin with. They're like, listen, hoes. It's been about 20 years. Y'all probably don't remember the plot anyway. We're gonna bring these witches back. Honestly, we don't. Okay. We don't. We're just here for the witchery and the funness and like a a sing along. You know, what was the what was the song that they sang in the Hocus Pocus? Like, oh God! But like everyone was captivated. It was captivating. Okay. And I mean, I guess they were never young witches either. So. No. <laughs> they were definitely not young witches. They were young bitches. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm here I, for it. I would say the last thing, the last thing that I have at least that I think people were really talking about, especially in the community of uh, us black people, yeah. was the famous person who gave us the great quote, everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. Paul Mooney, our Bay Area legend, our comedic superstar has passed away, which is really sad. It's especially sad for me because I believe he passed away from a heart attack in his home. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's especially troubling to like, Whenever I hear about a black person passing away from a heart attack, I'm one immediately triggered, and two, uh, it's it's just sad, you know, like it is especially I, someone. I mean, I guess quote unquote heart disease and the, these things they they know no financial situations and all that stuff like that. But you feel I, I like a person of his wealth and means, you would think is taking care of themselves a little bit better or employing people who can at least make sure that he's the shit's done right you know the the public health person in me just it it, it's 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 hard when you hear black people dying from heart attack it's just it's sad because i feel like we are dying at sort of a higher rate than than other groups and you know we still don't have any rhyme or reason i mean i think it's stress i think it's just being black in america or being black in the u.s and just all the shit that we have to go through on a daily basis and, and you know, it's, it's just hard. The and societal it, traumas that we go through. The traumas. And it the takes traumas. a toll. And, it, and there's the buildup. You know, there's it the, it's a constant buildup. And it's just like, you know, we go through things that people will never understand on a daily basis, right? Like, sure, you, you're, you see the Black Lives Matter movement and you're like, oh, what are, what are they protesting for? It's not just that, right? Like, that's the most public of public things that we're protesting against. Like, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's not all of the microaggressions and all the other shit that we got to deal with, even in Hollywood, even as comedians, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's all around. I could have a whole podcast on, like, being black in America and the, and the tolls that it takes on your health, but... 
That is not the subject of this podcast. No, but I think the lesson to be learned is take care of your health because, like, what was he, 75? 79, 79, 79, which is, is young. Yeah. It's young. My grandparents are, like, in their early to mid-70s. That's young. It's young. So, everyone, take care of yourself. Yes. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. Go Drink for your water, walks. Go for your walks. Take Get your breaks. Steps. Fuck these people stressing you out. And eat some greens. Eat your like, greens. Eat your greens. Eat you your like greens. Popeye. <laughs> yes. Eat your greens. You're so funny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's my public health leg PSA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can roll into our next topic of TV rundown. Oh yeah. Let's go down with that. Oh, okay. So Marv Eastwick, I know it's Sunday when we're recording this, so a new episode is like literally waiting for us to yes. watch right now. But last week's episode was fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't watched this show, I mean, you should. It's interesting. It's another HBO gem. Yeah, yeah. It's not as it's not bad like that other one. Uh, oh, the Undoing. Yeah, <laughs> where like yeah, that motherfucker did it, and we all knew he did it, and y'all made us watch to find out that he fucking, fucking did eight it. Episodes and the horrible ending where he fucking kidnaps his fucking son. Spoiler alert, by the way. Right. <laughs> like you what? Seen that raggedy what? shit. But um, I, I, well, you already know. I told you. I thought it. That what's the guy? The guy that's in fucking. Uh, oh, Evan, 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 Evan. From yes. All the American. Horror stories. Yes, um, I think that they could have. I think he could have went out with a blaze of glory. Like he just got popped in the head. And like, like that was quick. How fucking rookie are you? Like literally, how rookie are you? And that and I that was the thing. Like I couldn't figure out if he was like a state level police, like some like big wig that kind of came down into the he, small town. I think or he what was but, someone like? I think he was like an investigator in a neighboring town that had a similar case to, to oh. Mars case. And he, quote-unquote, solved it, which we know now that he really didn't. Right. <laughs> but he took the glory, like most white men do. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, they, they threw him, him on that case. got for it in the end. I think the lesson is tell the truth or suffer the consequences. And stay ready. It's, oh, stay ready. Like, like stay ready. Like, you, you knew something was up. Stay ready. Like, like you walked into, like, a, like, it was a, a nasty-ass house. Like, was it a house or, like, motel? I, I feel like it was like, like a, a rundown restaurant or something. There was yeah. a beat down, rundown something establishment attached to this man's house. And I was like, he's playing rock music. And then I was like, dude, how many times you got to hear a random pipe banging no. for you to realize something's up? Like, no. Motherfucker, please. It no. Was very no. much giving me put, no. the, put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the basket! Like, it was very much giving me that. I cannot watch. I had to, like, kind of fast forward through a little because, like, <laughs> I was having heart palpitations. Yeah. Oh, I did, too. I actually did because I was like, does this yeah. bitch get out of this? How the like, fuck does she get out of this? How does she get? Yeah. Like, seriously. Okay. Um, We can do a little reality. Did you watch? Did you watch any of the Beverly Hills ladies or New York? Wait, it's Sunday, so I should have. Well, I just because like now we actually after years of not having any representation, I definitely want to see how Garcelle and both Ebony K are doing in their both respected uh, Yo, ivory I did towers. Watch an episode with these like, privileged okay, ladies. Okay, you gonna have to tell me because I don't, you know, I don't know their names. I only know the black lady Garcelle. She got into it, I guess, last season with Lisa Renna. And, and you know Kyle. how I feel about Lisa Rinna and that fucking haircut. <laughs> right. Do not come for Lisa's iconic cut. Okay, anyway. 
Where I guess she like accused her of not paying at a that was fundraiser. Kyle. That was Kyle. Oh, that was Kyle. That was Kyle. Okay, and I guess they're still beefing about that because then Garcelle kind of called her out and was like, "Would you have said this if I wasn't black?" How about Kyle's sister like mistaking Garcelle for her at a party? <laughs> like, bitch, mistaking about, who for who? Like, uh, when Garcelle walked into the party, yeah, and she, and she took off her maths. Kathy uh-huh. was like, oh, I thought you were Kyle. That Kathy is Kyle's sister. <laughs> she was like, oh, the hair and the pink outfit. Like, I thought you were my sister. It's like, bitch, how bad are your eyesight? I'm like, I I'm, got a little, little I'm tan on I'm very tan uh-huh. <laughs> compared to your pacey ass sister. <laughs> and I'm taller than that bitch, too. Like, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, I know you're not a big fan of this show. I'm not a big fan of the person responsible for the show, but the shy comes on tonight. I oh think. yeah, oh the twenty third. Oh yeah, and don't forget, in treatment starts tonight too. In, nah, I'm here for in treatment. Yeah. I want to see Uzo do her thing. Def. Um, I but, mean, I'm mm-hmm. just mad at the shy because I was like, y'all, how stupid do y'all think it's we lesbian are? Lesbian representation. We, lesbian representation. Okay, sure, but I'm talking about the whole plot from last season oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the trauma behind that, and the fact that y'all let this girl go home. We all knew she was pregnant when she left the goddamn hospital. You don't go through something as traumatic as being kidnapped and held captive for weeks on end, and then you get rescued, and they don't fucking do a pregnancy test on you while you're in the hospital. Yeah, isn't that a part of like the whole panel? When they do a panel? They like, did a whole everything. I'm sure they did a rape kit. I'm sure they did the whole thing. So I'm just like... What? Like, and that's the type of shit that I'm talking about. Storytelling. It's like, it's yes, thank you for representation, but like, can you write some shit can that's realistic? You really get in that writer's room and actually give me something that's. Give like, me something. Oh, that reminds me. Did you watch that new show, Run the World, on Stars? I don't have Stars. I need anyone want to give me an access code, a password, or something to you watch can Stars? Hit up our social medias on both Twitter and, uh, and IG. It's uh, Safe Space for the number four shade. Get into the DMs. Please do. I would <laughs> love to be able apps. to watch it. You know, I'm still out here. I got to pay my own bills and stuff. I mean, just ain't one I, I've read what people were talking about it on Twitter, but I want to say personally, the commercials and the dialogue is giving me very like um corny, corniness, corny, 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 yeah. corny popcorn. Like I like, like when are we going to re- when are we going to revert back to like that like ninety three to ninety seven. Like, 1993 to 97, I felt, had the most realist and less corny black media, like, representation. Like, that's when we had Martin. That's when we had Living Single. We had New York to Cover. We had um, uh, yeah. Love Jones. We, like, the, 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 the shit that was being represented to us had layers and but it... did it... It's it, you Somebody know what? did. I feel like Living Single had some layers to it. Like sure. people and people are still talking about them. I mean, people are still talking okay, about soul food. Right. People are you know people are still longing for so that type of representation where we're not. I don't want to say it's like on verging on coonish, but it's just like when are we going to have dialogue written like actual people and not have dialogue written to us to pander to us? I mean, okay. <laughs> Have you have you watched the Upshaws? No, on um no, yeah, but I, I kinda did want to watch it because again I like Mike Apps and I like Wanda Sykes and obviously Tootie is a black treasure. Not Tootie. <laughs> she is a black national treasure. So, you know, we always gotta represent for Kim Fields. But again, I, it, it gives me very like um meet the Browns. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just like 
I'm done. But I, I mean, but you know what? We might not like you, but there are there are folks out there that do no, like you, and right? And support so, it and, and support it in hopes that... I would just like something that's not a pure comedy. Give me... Give layers. Me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need someone to marry the, the, the layers via, like, a Queen Sugar and oh, also... Oh, Queen Sugar! But I also want... A comedy aspect written into that as well too because i told you remember i can't watch queen sugar anymore because it's just too sad it's just too slow and sad yeah okay i did you I ever watch cherish today no i started and then i stopped i think that actually that to me did was you a, ever watch it sorry no, was no. it um i think it was david makes the man or something like that that's coming back it is. Yeah, it's coming back for a second season. Okay, I stopped. Um, I mean that that also got a little no the it, stepfather it's too, too traumatic. Step, I, told well, you, I think it was the mom. Not here the, for any more black trauma. I can't yeah. with any more black traumas. Uh, they have the the, the Underground Railroad on Amazon oh, Prime. I would love to watch these shows, but like I can't with traumatic shit anymore. Like we have already gone through so much fucking trauma. But you know, moving. <laughs> What a perfect segue talking about trauma. Let's talk about the problems with adulting this week. Um, so my question to you, my friend, is did millennial guilt or did imposter syndrome kind of narrow its way into your life this week? I am going to say no. I, I No with a question mark. Okay. <laughs> um, Unpack that. I, I, okay, like... God, I hope my coworkers aren't listening. Like, at some point, like, okay, since COVID hit, I've been working nonstop, right? Nice. Nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Go, and not go, go, one, go, go, but go. two jobs. Right, two jobs, nonstop. And honestly, it was great to sort of have a little bit of a break Thursday, Friday, where I could, like, just take time to, like, learn a new skill or to, like, actually, like, Meet up with a coworker, have a sit down lunch, and not be pressed about a meeting that I have to run to or be on the call for, or you know. And so it felt good, but at the same time, I think I often struggle with like I feel guilty for wanting to take a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, but I took it. I took it. I took it Thursday and Friday, and I was just like, "Well, fuck it. If these hoes is gonna fire me, I'm going out with a bang." So <laughs> you know what you. I mean? Um, so it was like, no, <laughs> but no, you, no, no, no. Yeah. You did what you had to do on all platforms, and you said, "Fuck all that. I'm still gonna think about me. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be selfish enough to, because you really do at a certain point." really do because these people will just you're a paycheck and they will run you straight into the ground they will hire yeah until they have used up their investment as you know until their investment is no longer shiny and new anymore and they need to invest in someone else and yeah exit you out yeah And, and and at the same time i'm also using speaking of investment you know there's been a couple of opportunities to like take these courses to learn these new skills. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here for it. I will learn the new skills. I'm all about learning a new skill. And I'm also not afraid to leave y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because like you said, like you're only, you know, I'm not afraid to leave a job. I think the, the maybe that's part of being a millennial where, you know, they don't, 
I think the saying is something around like millennials aren't staying at jobs for for a long term where they're retiring at the same job for 20, 30 years. Like they're transitioning jobs. And that's good because like their overall income over the course of their lifetime increases as they change jobs versus just staying at a job and working here for 20 years and getting the same little bullshit two, three, four, five percent raise. Right. And so, um, you know, it's a new way of doing things and I'm not, I'm not afraid to do it. It's scary, but fuck it. I'm out. I, Madonna has a quote from a song that she says, I'm not afraid or something to the fact basically don't be afraid to jump because there's only so much you can learn in one space. Oh, there's only so much you can learn in one space. Um, the longer I wait, the more, pre- uh, the more shit I forget. But basically, yeah, just don't be afraid to jump. Yeah. Like you got, sometimes you gotta make a, a leap of faith. Yeah. Just... And you gotta, do, you gotta get uncomfortable to feel comfortable. Again. There you go. <laughs> what about you, friend? Um, no. So, um, we have a friend a mutual friend visiting next week <clears throat> who for the sake of this show we'll call them New York. And they are not only do they live in New York, they are very New York Tiffany Pollard esque. They're very HBIC, I'm gonna run this motherfucker. So that person's coming home next week and for me, I wouldn't say it's millennial guilt or um um imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say I'm rushing to finish my hallway. You know, I've been trying mm-hmm. to like paint that goddamn hallway for like yeah. the last four months. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. I just need to paint some trim and things of that nature before this person comes to visit. And I'm very happy that they're coming back. But that's pretty much, I mean, that's like the only thing that's been on my list. Like I have really actually balanced work and social life mm-hmm. and um, um, what the hell. And my last, uh, my last, section of my uh my schooling yeah Yeah, it's yeah everything's good so soon we'll be taking a test soon we'll be taking all right definitely we'll be taking a test by august hopefully i'll be looking for people's homes okay um while we're still under this sort of like subject of like sure adulting and growing pains yeah i hate being the oldest and i feel like that that sort of uh mentality that framework that behavior like it it sort of translates across all sort of like relationships and in, in spaces and needless to say you know my family wants to plan a trip to texas for the fourth and somehow it became my like not responsibility but like I literally got a phone call and was like, so like, if You're you don't help plan the planning committee, right? All of a sudden. <laughs> like, you know, they're not going to do it. And I'm like, and they're all fucking grown. Sucks <laughs> because you have, you have a lot of siblings. I have siblings. I have cousins whatever. Like somehow I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be the oldest. I just want to show up. Yeah. Like truth be told, I just, I just want to show up. I didn't want to go, but I'm going and you know, I, I just wanted to show up. I think you and I have, like, opposite problems sometimes. Because I am the oldest between me and my sister, but I'm the youngest between me and my older, other sisters. But, like, within my mom's family, especially with my grandmother, like, I don't... I, I have people who do things for me. And I, like... I, I want bitch someone to do something and for mom, me. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's a good... To 
to have, but it's also not good to have because, again, you know, like, you know my relationship and how I'm trying to change things with my grandmother because my grandmother definitely still treats me like a child in some ways, even though she knows I'm a responsible adult. But, like, if she continues to do certain things for me in a certain way, then she'll continue to treat me a certain way. Like, um... I'm trying to really get out of being babied, being sunned. Mm-hmm. That is like my biggest thing about with all like my family. I don't like I want to be seen yeah. as an adult, as someone who doesn't really ask a whole lot or request a whole lot or even like fucks mm-hmm. with my family like on a certain level where I'm uh, bothering them or constantly asking for certain things. This is like when are you guys going to finally recognize me as an adult? So, yes. Yeah. I, I'm on it's slight hard. flip side. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it, hard to, having having to try to change people's perception of you and start having them think of you in a different mm-hmm. way. Um, I did have a very similar situation go down with my with my grandmother too around like seeing me as an adult, and it it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. Um, but it, not to interject, but is this from last week's show? Is this the one the grandmother that called you a dyke? Of course it is. Yeah, okay, I'm just. Of course it is, and the- like, and I wasn't even holding that over her head at this point. But like, I mean, there have been so many things, right? But I think this particular instance, like, we were like, it was so stupid. It was the dumbest thing. I didn't understand this, but I was like, okay, we're doing it, and we had to fly. I had to fly from L.A. Mind you, live in the Bay Area, so I had to fly from L.A. Who the fuck bought my ticket from L.A.? I don't know, but to Chicago, and then we had to take a mega bus to some other fucking state. And then from that state, we had to drive to Mississippi, like in a rental car. And I was like, for a family reunion, I was like, this is Why the- Why did you just fly to fucking Honey, I don't, I, listen, listen, it was, it was years ago. Down. I don't know, the, I, anyway. So this is, this is the plan. And I'm like, okay. And just several points along that trip, I was pulling out my credit card to pay for things, right? I was, you know, it was late and I think we needed a room because it was, it, we couldn't check into our actual hotel room. And I'm like, you know, if I, I need to go to sleep here, here's the credit card. And like, at, at, along the trip, my grandmother like said something to me and she, she did a couple of other things. And I was just like, yo, I'm not a child anymore. Like, and you can't treat me as such when I'm the one when paying for things, money. you know what I mean? And so... We've had these, we've clearly we've bumped heads several times, and I don't think she remembers any of it, but yeah, oh, I I've, I've definitely I know what that's like to, to be an adult and still be treated as if you're fucking five. To be a contributing adult at that. Yeah. To be a, a, a contributing adult, yet still being treated as if your money ain't child. Right, child. as if I'm a child, basically. Child. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm gonna catch you in a non-child space, and you're gonna be really caught off guard. With what right? I have and, to say. And, and to, let's be clear. Like I, everyone listening to this, respect your parents, respect your grandparents. Yes. But there is a line, and it's hard. And that was also one of the reasons I started therapy because it's like, how do you navigate when you're pissed off at your parents, your grandparents, and and having to establish boundaries with these people? Yes. You know what I mean? Like. Because if anybody's going to cross your, cross or test your boundaries, it's your Or just not parents. even recognize that there are boundaries. That it's part. your closest family members. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, like, oh. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> that fuckery that <laughs> brings us to... perfectly into this week's white fuckery. I'm gonna let you go first, friend. I kind of have like two issues. Okay. Um, I sent Sloan um, a story earlier this week. I can't really remember the people's names. I'm so bad. I'm like, oh, it's you know bad. What? I think I'll pull I it up. I think you have the link. Um, but it dealt with a very educated black woman who is decorated to the highest degree. I believe she received a, a Pulitzer. I believe so. And this black woman is Nicole Hannah-Jones. Nicole Hannah-Jones of North Carolina. University of North Carolina. Exactly. With the shits again. Hmm. Um, she worked with Time Magazine on a project where... 1619 Project. Yeah, where I believe from that project she was given or she was awarded a Pulitzer Surprise or some mm-hmm. a big... Uh, yeah, yeah. A pul- like some high yeah. notor... You know. Yeah. And... This university contracts her, they come to her, they hire her, but they really just basically want to fucking lowball her. They lowballed her with a five-year deal, and they didn't want to offer her or give her tenure. And it's like, this is the perfect example of massage noir. This woman is highly decorated, highly decorated, highly publicized. Your university is lucky to have her as a teaching staff member and you know what they're going to do. They're going to trot her out, Mm -hmm. trot out her fucking accomplishments to gain endowments, to gain uh, students to come to them. So you're going to leverage my hard work for your university and you're not going to pay me. You're not going to give me the same respect that you would give my other colleagues that probably wouldn't even be black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. The white fuckery. Massage noir, white fuckery. Um, and I think, for me, I hear all of these, like, fucking, essentially horror stories of academia. And it sometimes it does make me wonder, why the fuck do I want to go back to school and get a PhD? Well, I just like, you <laughs> are the perfect example of this. You are a highly educated, highly decorated, as I like to always say, black woman. Thank you, friend. That's come a really long way, and I'm sure the spaces that you move in between, especially with work, you don't necessarily are... You're not necessarily greeted with a lot of our folk in your spaces. I'm not... You're, you are right. I'm not greeted with and or surrounded by other black folk. It's usually one if I'm lucky two in the room, right? And it's usually I'm the only one in the rooms. It's a lot of times. And... You do sort of run into that imposter syndrome type mm-hmm. shit where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like I, like I say it jokingly sometimes with my coworkers where I'm like, hey, man, I'm just trying to make a little contribution, trying to earn my keep. Like, look at that, earn my keep. Like, that type of bullshit, right? Because um, sometimes, I, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be in this space or, mm-hmm. or you know, you just you have those thoughts and those feelings. And then there are also times where I'm sitting in the room and again, going back to last week's episode where I'm like, Yo, did y'all hear that shit? Did y'all see that shit? Like, what's going on? Like, no one sees what just happened. Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? And, so, and then you get the Twilight Zone effect, Twilight right? Zone. And so, like, am I not supposed to be pointing this out? Right. And then it's like, to do all of this and then to make pennies sometimes. And I'm just like, okay, how can I, like, get recognition, be heard, or at least make a nice fucking coin, right? And so, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking struggle for well, sure. That kind of brings me to my next white fuckery moment. Oh, of the let's week. do it. It's brought to us courtesy of Joe Rogan. Um, I mean, you know, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, Google the motherfucker. I'm not about to give you his uh, his his resume. He's an asshole. He is also, at this point, the head of the snake of white male fragility. Um, this week he went on his podcast and talked about how cancel culture, which again, I hate the use of cancel culture. I hate that word because I just feel like it's just a millennial term of bandwagoning or zillennial term of bandwagoning. Basically this, it's a new term. It's basically bandwagoning being repackaged in another, uh, word. Uh, the times out, all of it, the being woke, all of these movements are going to basically silence the white male's perspective in the world. It's going to make white males like afraid to speak up and speak out. What? And things like that. Like that, this is exactly, this is exactly, this is what I'm saying. What? Like, like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. You're threatened, for one, you're threatened that you won't have the dominant voice in the room anymore, yeah. that you're going to have to share your power with yeah. everybody else equally. <gasps> oh the my shock God. And Huh. Wow. Like, really? Wow. wow. <laughs> like, fucking wow. And if that's how you feel, then yeah, you just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck Honestly, up. Honestly, we will gladly silence you. We will that's gladly fine. take your fucking power away. You should not speak if that's how you fucking feel. Like, really? The, 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 yeah, white fragility. I'm sorry. White I have no fragility. words. Like, I, I have it's, no it's, words. It's, it's, it's just like really shocking. It's, it's like, shocking. Like you see all the shit that's going on out there, and this is how you really want to use your platform. You really want to just basically shake tables for white people and give them another reason to act as they are superior to uh, everybody else. So at first, when you said this guy's name, I was like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. But as we were sitting here, <laughs> I looked him up, and I was like. Oh wait, I have to have heard his like shit, and regardless of if I heard his shit or not, I just just shut the fuck up. Like there's there's more than an, enough space and platforms for people to still have their fucking voice. Like I mean, look at us. We're two fucking queers sitting in my room. Or we're sitting in queer my collective. My part. We're, we're sorry, collective. Queer, <laughs> collective of two. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting, you know, in my apartment right now, recording a fucking podcast. Like there was, there will all. I think twenty twenty one has proven that there are plenty of platforms and opportunities and spaces for even the fucking white racist, small dick ass motherfuckers to have a space to say whatever the fuck it is that they think need to be fucking said, right? And so why the fuck are you bitching and moaning? Just shut the, shut the fuck up. But my thing is too, as a white man of a certain means, why are you choosing your platform to speak as if you are the lesser? Because when you are hell of not the fucking lesser, you go home to a fucking multi-million dollar mansion, like in LA, you... You just, you literally should not speak like that because you will never know how it feels to be on the other side. No matter how much you pray or not in this how lifetime. much you try to be the oppressed, you will never, ever be oppressed. You will never feel oppression from the actual oppressed side. So yeah. shit that. You know where you're going? You know where you're going? Here. Here's a wig. Here's some makeup. You just got accepted to clown college. <laughs> yeah. Go. Go. 
Get the fuck out of here. Clown college, you go. You're a clown. Get the fuck out of here. Well, you know, speaking of other white men that need to go to clown college, good old Texas Governor Abbott. If you haven't heard, he issued Executive Order 36 prohibiting government entities from mandating masks. Now... I think that's stupid, but I mean, it's already Texas. Like, like let's, Texas has already had a very fucked up year, if you ask me. Like, crazy shit's gone down in Texas with the fucking, uh, what was it? Wasn't it a storm or like oh, shit was like the, shut the down? Fucking, uh, then, like, the PG, random snowstorm or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, then, like, you know, the electric bills were like sky high, uh-huh. and, and Texas might as well be another fucking Florida, if you ask me, right? And I. <sighs> I just think it's the dumbest fucking thing you could do to make and to issue, I'm sorry, an executive order preventing other government entities from issuing mask mandates. Like, we're still in a fucking pandemic. Thank the you. shit's not over. And let me tell you something. I feel like there might be a large number of fucking anti-vaxxers. I don't know the stats, but trust me, I can get them for you. In Texas... That are just going to lie and be like, oh yeah, I've been vaccinated. I don't, I don't need to wear a mask, right? So I think between him issuing that order and then like the CDC's also fuck up of saying that vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask, like it's premature and we're not there yet. We still have fucking variants. We still got motherfuckers traveling. You still got motherfuckers who are just actively not getting vaccinated. So sure. Your numbers in Texas may be on the decline, but also, motherfuckers, it might just be underreported. You may be fucking lying. We don't fucking know. It's premature to say that. And let me just also tell you, fucking, I ain't been sick all motherfucking year. And I want to thank everyone in the fucking good old state of California for wearing a motherfucking mask, mask, right? Or staying the fuck home. I mean, I ain't really stayed home, but I ain't been out in the streets. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, I, it's premature. It's premature. And you literally stripped. I don't mean, I don't know how the laws and shit works in, in fucking Texas. But, like, don't fucking take away state, not state, but local authority away from these people who are down in the trenches. You're probably sitting somewhere off in some fucking, like, Resort. ranch or something. Like cruise. You know, <laughs> right, in fucking Mexico. Seriously. Like, you know, and you're not in the trenches. You're not looking at these numbers. You're not you're not up all night like the rest of the fucking epidemiologists that I know who have to deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's premature. It's premature and fucking irresponsible. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Whether you're vaxxed or not. Like, I'm vaxxed and I'm still wearing my mask. I don't really give a shit. I'm vaxxed. I'm also going to fucking Texas in a few weeks. Well, that's true. And I'm still going to wear a fucking mask. Very much so. Very much so. Stupid fuck. I got my papers. Got my card, got my report card, my vax report card. <laughs> yes, yes. So you yes. won't touch me. Please get vaccinated, people. I mean, I know that there is a lot of shit out there about, oh, we don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine. We also don't know the long-term effects of COVID. You mm. know what I mean? And, you know, so, you know, let's get vaccinated. That's, that's my, my other PSA. Well, this moves us right along into our nigga no moment of the week. Ooh. Um, I did not come in contact with any stupid ass Negroes this week. I don't think I, I have a nigga no moment. Um, I definitely do, friend. Oh, I definitely do. <laughs> speak on it. And I'm going to try to frame this as carefully. Politely. <laughs> politely. Because people as, have to be censored. This is a podcast. As, as <laughs> possible. Yes. So, 
yes, you know, black queer woman, lesbian. And I, let me say this proudly, I am not a male hater. I don't think all men are trash. I have a great father who has been in my life from the very fucking beginning. I got uncles all around. I want for nothing. I go to them for whatever I need. I have positive representation of men in my life. And because of them, I am able... Yes. Yes, (laughs) friend. And all around them. And because of that, I know when I see an ain't shit ass nigga. Okay? We know the signs. We we know the the signs. And I don't need to be sleeping with one to know an ain't shit ass nigga. Okay? And if... I don't care. Man, woman, gay, straight, whatever. If your partner of five years and counting-ish comes to you and says, hey, took a pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Your response should not fucking be, man, every time I think something good in my life is coming, something bad also comes. Excuse me? That is not the response to have when someone says I'm carrying your child. You And then you follow it up. You follow it up with, you know, I've been I've been thinking for a while that we needed to break up, but don't don't worry. I'm a I'm gonna pay child support. Nigga, child support is not enough for a baby that you fucking help make. So you're using me being pregnant with your child as a way to like break up with me? (laughs) As a way to like Wow. Yeah, clown college. Clown college. Clown college. And, and, I mean. Clown college. Let me tell you something. You want to talk about something good happening in your life? I mean, I, I guess you. breaking up with you. That is the good thing. Honey. (laughs) Sorry. That is the good thing. But also, like, I mean, how do I say this? I think, I, okay, a lot of people around me have been talking about the secret. I mean, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, go Google fucking it. figure it out, right? And it's basically about manifesting your fucking situation. And so if you think ain't nothing but bad shit been happening to you, one, that's your motherfucking fault. Because I don't know what the fuck juju you've been putting out in the goddamn world. But that's what the fuck you get. Two, how dare you say a baby is something bad? And that, like, I've been wanting to break up with you for... Because, like, I'm, like, even as we film this podcast now, this person that this is happening to is very close to me, and I am trying to rein it in and not clearly pop the fuck off, but, like... Nigga, you ain't shit. Let's be real. You are... You you just gotta... You to me of ain't shit. You are literally... Because let me tell you what's the... Okay, I mean... Generational ain't shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like, you a bitch-ass nigga that live with your mama. Shut the fuck up. Wow. Wow. And so that if is... I do go I'm through a... with the pregnancy, like, I will definitely document this to your kid that you definitely said that. Okay, like... I'm not going to be petty because, you know, <laughs> there have been many times The conversation where... will be had at some point with this child. Like, I mean... <laughs> Someone I'm going to document it for myself Someone so I can throw it in your motherfucking you face. Like, I'm going to throw it in your face years from now. But I, I would never show the kid that because there have been so many times where I'd be like, 
Man, I'm irritated as fuck with my dad. I'm mad at my dad. And my mom, no matter how annoyed she was with my dad or I was annoyed with my dad, she would always be like, that's your daddy. You respect him. You love him. And she wouldn't even talk bad about him, even though I knew she was fucking irritated with him too. You know what I mean? And so that is a lesson that I am definitely going to adhere to. Definitely. But will I talk shit about you on my motherfucking podcast mm-hmm. right now, bitch? Yes. Will I record all of the things that I need to say to you? Mm-hmm. Yes. And will mm-hmm. I record your bullshit ass responses? Yes. Yes, the fuck I will. Uh, well, you know, not to the quote Kiki Palmer, but I am sorry to this man. <laughs> I don't know this man. Oh, yeah, fuck him. I don't know this fuck man. Fuck him. Because. I don't know fuck this man. him and fuck all the other ladies that are walking around with no motherfucking condoms on, spurting their jizz everywhere, and not wanting to fucking handle their responsibilities. Did you say the studs too? I said everybody. Oh, I thought. <laughs> I probably. I meant everybody. <laughs> True. Because you studs out there with your kids. All of y'all. Household. I started this off using the word partner. So, yes, all of everybody. I'm just going to boil it down to you, studs. Because I don't know a whole bunch of gay niggas out there trying to populate a bunch of women with children. It happens, but uh, I've never come across a gay nigga trying to do all that. Um, Well, we're going to turn this this cycle around. We're going to get slightly inspirational. Slightly inspirational. Um, I think. My inspirational story this week comes from, obviously, if you are a black person, you know the history of the Green Book. But for those that don't. Oh, uh, the Green Book was a book that, it was like a a road guide, basically, like the AAA road guide for black people of color who had to navigate through Jim Crow. So it was uh, basically a way for us to navigate safe spaces when we were traveling on the road. Where we could go, where we could seek refuge, what uh, restaurants we could, uh, that would serve us. And yeah. we basically yeah. could feel like normal human beings. Yeah. Um, and this week, uh, the Lavender Book has come out, uh, which is a crowdsourced app that does the same thing. It's an app. It, well, yeah, it's a web-based app. Okay. Uh, you okay. can go on lavenderbook.org right now. But okay. um, I think they are developing like an app app where you can go into the app store. But um. And the Lavender Book basically was developed for queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole rainbow, not rainbow, but the whole umbrella of queer, LGBTQ+, plus everybody. There you have it. Uh, where we can basically, when we're traveling or when we're in spaces and we want to obviously... Um, Find... Queer friendly spaces. Hotels, for, spaces. There you have it. Spots. Patronize. That's the, there we the, go. Yeah, when we okay. want to patronize, put our money back into our pockets and okay. our culture. It's a great way for us to, like, a, a database for us to find things like that. So they're like queer owned businesses? I, you can believe you can filter it down to everything, whether oh. they're queer owned spaces, queer people of color spaces. Okay. Um, uh, LGB, uh, trans friendly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, the uh, all, even down to the bathrooms. See, the bathrooms are universally okay. like done. Okay. Um, this was a partnership with OutTech and the National Black Justice Coalition. Okay. Um, they they came together and uh, right. made this, and yeah. So obviously, for our queer friends and family members out there under the umbrella, I would definitely check out the the website. Like I said, it's uh, lavenderbook.org. I have gone on. Okay, I'm gonna have um, to check it out. Yeah, 
So, uh, before we wrap up the show, um, I did want to speak on... No, no, you had one. I know, I got oh, it. Yeah, I okay, okay, okay. Sorry. No, I, was like, I, I was also letting the people sure. know we're working on our timing and we've gotten this down to under an we hour, y'all. We have, we have. Um, which means we have a couple of, a few extra minutes, straight minutes to talk yeah. about things. But we, 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 second time around, we got yeah, it yeah. Down. I told y'all, we're going to be, we're going to fumble through this together. Um, but no, I just wanted to talk real briefly about uh, Billy Porter. Uh, you know he's he's been in the news. Uh, he's he's had his his moment in in the sun, sun for a while. Yes. Um. But recently he he came out as HIV positive, and yes. one the reason that I thought it was pretty fucking dope was if you haven't been watching this season of Pose, you really should because watching him act, watching the sort of emotion that he brings to his character, Pray Tell has been pretty fucking amazing. And then to then learn that, oh, it it's his story. He has realism. Yeah, yeah. Like he 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 can relate to this character because like this is the shit. This is that internalized shit that he's had to to go through. Definitely. And and I you know I can his relate. Struggle, I can relate. Story. Yeah. I can like relate or I mean I get that like HIV AIDS has been sort of like the gay shaming disease. But like when I was struggling with like figuring out like if I was gay, straight or whatever, like I did have that moment where I'm like, am I, I, I mind y'all, I was young. I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but I'm like, am I going to have to like, like what, like, oh my God, like what, like, and, and just being yeah, scared. Yeah. yeah. Just How are you scared. going to navigate this landscape knowing what you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I just remember being one scared to come out and two being like, "Oh my god, it's the gay disease!" Like, oh, uh, like it's gonna just, get me. Yeah. 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 Totally. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I was, I didn't have anyone to fucking talk to. No, you no, about no. It, I you get know? it. I get it. I totally get what you're saying. Um, I one thousand percent what you're getting. The only problem I have, and yes, I have the same exact views as you do about Billy Porter. I think it's amazing and fantastic, especially in the fashion that he came out ooh, or not ooh. came out, but. Uh, presented this information to the world, yeah, and how he's presenting himself. The only, the only, and this is—I I really preface that the only problem that I have with all of this is, I think this is all wrapped up in, like, not only promotion for the show. I think this is all wrapped up in the show trying to get him another Emmy nod, like. Like I mean, no, and it's not bad, but again, I I feel like his story is overshadowing other people on the show's story that actually should be taking yes, more his precedence. Cis male presence is overshadowing all of the trans women on the show for sure. And like again with uh, MJ Rodriguez yeah. and oh yeah, our, I agree. Uh, Dominique Jackson, I like think that's her name, right? They, this is such. Um, oh, what is the cat? When it's like it's ensemble. There we go. Yeah. It's such an ensemble mm-hmm. cast that I definitely feel like Pray Tell's story is like overshadowing all of their voices in a way, and I feel like that. Is, again, like I said last week, it always yeah. boils down to the gay, gay Which male, right, because, the gay male focus, yeah, the gay male gaze, like. Why? You know, I'm so glad you said that because for half a second, I forgot that Blanca, MJ Rodriguez's character, right? Mm-hmm. Is also HIV positive on the show. Yes. And yes. I mean, 
You're right. There was, like, two seconds of last season's, like, focus on the fact that, like, Blanca is going through pretty much the same shit that, like, Pray Tell is going through, yet we're going to hone in on Pray Tell. We're going to hone in on him. two episodes, right? Two episodes. Fuck. Yeah. Literally, it looks like the season, this season is going to be dictated by Pray Tell passing away at the end of the fucking show. Like, they're literally writing him an Emmy nomination. Like, Give him an Emmy nomination. And I'm not saying that that's not bad, but I do want to say, I do want to wave my finger and say, (laughs) the focus, the focus. Let's think about the focus. And honestly, how and why this show became the focus. It's like, we've seen gay niggas act before. We've seen niggas like, you know, talk about being gay and being positive with HIV and having AIDS. Like, the real focus, the real what brought us to this show was the fact that it was speaking from a trans perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. that's new. That's different. Yeah. That is something that's not being scene. offered. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've seen yeah. countless gay fucking men on screens, gay, straight and whatever, portraying the gay voice. Watch any show based in Atlanta. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not, that's not how you, you drew me in yeah. originally. Yeah. And I feel like that's taking a back seat. Yeah, and that and it's the final season. So again, we're, I, well, you we know have not seen the tonight's episode. Tonight's Three supposed seasons. to be like a um a um uh, bachelorette party for uh, uh for uh our, India for India India more yeah yes. yeah so her, well her character yes uh, no they they are non-binary oh sorry they for their character yes sorry. their character um but we will we 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 will keep a watchful eye. Yeah. And again, I, again, I'm glad for him. Yeah. Um, I'm also glad, even though I didn't watch last night, and I don't watch any um, any SNL, but like Little Nas X was on SNL last night. You know, I hope as this a musical shoes, guest, I think I his pants ripped. I, I, oh, you I mean, want the devil shoe? I do, oh. only because they're being dicks about it. <sighs> only because Nike is like, mm, but I'm like, you ain't had that with like the holy shoe, the like. Jesus oh, that's shoe. the Jesus shoe. That is yeah, true. That like, is true. Fuck yeah, that is true. It's very uh, double standardy. But you know, again, capitalism, capitalism, yeah. capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Scenes from the fucking rooftop. All right, Frank. So before um, we get out of here, you want to tell the people where they can follow us? Yes. Um, as we wrap up the second episode, I hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter now, and you mm-hmm. can follow us on Instagram. Both have the same handle, safe space for the number four shade. Uh, definitely slide into our DMs. <laughs> definitely add us. Let us know how you felt about this week's show or... I mean, even if you have um, ideas for next week's show, things that you may have heard. I mean, you can tell us. Let us know what people are thinking. We may or we may not listen to your ideas. That's fine. This is our platform. It's not yours. We do what we want. Pretty much. (laughs) Only people that need to agree are us. Yes. Yes. Um, Wow. Wow. That was really fun. All right. That was fun. Catch y'all next week. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy. Keep shady. Stay shady. Stay shady. All right.